Hello and welcome or welcome back to Below the Dot podcast where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi the Next Generation every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am one of your hosts, Terry McGregor. Hello, I'm your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping season three, episode seven, titled Should I Stay or Should I Go? But before we dive into that, we're going to get into some trivia for Terry, followed by some of Terry's tidbits. All right. First question, when, what time does Paige's party have to end by? 1 a.m. Good job. (laughs) Second question, what snack did Spike make for Snake? They're nachos, but like extra heavy on the guac or something like that. Yes, I just just put nachos. Which oh, made me remember once upon a time, um, and uh, my partner and I often talk about this. We used to always get Barlowie nachos from this Barlowie close to our house, but they closed down the Barlowie like three years ago, and we've just never found as nachos as great as those nachos. And this trivia question kind of um, elicited those emotions for me where I just want really good chicken nachos. So if you know where I can get some really good chicken nachos that rival the Bar Louie that used to be near my home, please let me know. Thank you. I was going to say, do you have a wooden tap? Do you guys have those? Let me see. Because they have really good nachos. But I don't know if that's an East Coast thing. I don't think. Oh, wood and tap. Hmm. Maybe. Yes. Yes, I do. I it might be worth it. Maybe. No, this is another place. Because the minute you said nachos, those are the nachos I thought about. But I don't know that we have them here. I we have them like back home. No, I don't think we have a wooden tap. Dang, those they slap. If anyone has a wooden tap, enjoy the nachos because they have like a half <laughs> half size, which is mad nachos, and then like a big size, which is just all the nachos you can eat and then some, and they're delicious. Yes, yeah, I do miss Barlowie nachos, and honestly, like they were probably not like that great, but I love them. <laughs> and one time we ordered them from another Barlowie location. First of all, I don't even think they're on the menu anymore. But once we ordered them from another location, and it was clearly now we know how. Y'all who work in the restaurant in- industry know knows how it goes. Mm-hmm. People take foods from other foods and they re- repurpose it. And I'm mm-hmm. certain what the chicken nachos were. And one time when we ordered them from another restaurant, they absolutely were like, "Yeah, we got this leftover chicken from X dish. We're gonna throw it on these nachos." Like you, you knew. We could tell, and it was terrible. And um, I've never recovered from that experience. R.I.P. to the nachos, man. I know. Also, while we're talking about it, R.I.P. to Vapianos. Did you never go to Vapianos? <laughs> no, I'm like, why do I keep hearing about that? And why every did I miss time it? I went, every single time I went to go visit your sister, we would go to Vapianos. And then they had one, and obviously my city as well. And I would eat a Vapianos. And then 
RIP to Vapianos because a fallen soldier from the pandemic. Really? I mean, it maybe was falling on his way out before then, but like I was supporting them. It was Italian food? Yes. Probably Dang. not like authentic, but it was fucking, it was like a pasta version of Subway. I don't know if that mm. sounds good, but like you could get whichever noodle, whatever sauces. Dang. Yeah. No, people talk about it a lot. So I'm assuming it was worthwhile. This is another random tangent for a pasta spot, though. <laughs> we are trying to go to this like exclusive pasta place where we are. And we found it and we're like, oh my God, this looks so good. The reviews are great. Why are they booked until January? Oh. That's how good it is. But also, I kind of refuse to go because that's excessive. <laughs> Do they ever open up same day reservations? So the the gag is you think they do and they have like a whole voicemail like, oh, leave your reservation time, yada, yada, we'll get back to you. We've left like three voicemails lie. and they don't get back to you unless I'm assuming you're someone important here. <laughs> no, you got to lie and tell them you a celebrity. Look, because my partner used to be an assistant for someone that is pretty big here. And he's like, I'm about to use his name. And I was like, I'm not opposed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because there's this spot here that I always try to go to. Um and they never have reservations when I want them to go. I tried to go when your sister was in town. We ended up, ended up going somewhere else. But sometimes they'll open up same day reservations. But also, I'm queen of I'm not actually calling a restaurant. If you don't have online reservations available, I'm not going to your restaurant. That's the thing. If you don't have open table or a website with like availability, please leave me alone. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I'm not. I'm not calling. I'm not. That goes for everything. I would rather starve. Thank you. Yeah. We've had this conversation about other stuff, too. If you don't have an online booking site, do not talk to me. Oh, God. Nails, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like This one nail salon, which is a good 10 minutes from my home. I have to pay for parking. I hate going there. They went and they were were (laughs) featured on the show. And Dang. they went and they went and they blew up and got super bougie and stuff. And they raised their prices. I hate the salon. I hate going there. They're the only salon in my list of salons that offers online booking like close to my home that's so annoying of course and so do you think i keep going back to that salon absolutely (laughs) absolutely i do because they offer online booking so do i pay an excessive amount of money to get my nails done to pay for parking do i drive further than i should to get a mediocre nail job. I mean, the last time I was in there, the nail tech, it was a black woman. And I was like, okay, yes. We were having conversations because we were listening to the same um, podcast, shout out to The Read. And we were <laughs> talking about it. And then she was like, you know, you could separate R. Kelly from his music. And I was like, damn, <gasps> sis. Oh, no. <laughs> That's where you lost me. <laughs> damn, we were, we were vibing. But Yes. So that's that's where I was. And so, I mean, will I keep going back? I will. <laughs> but will I feel some type of way about it? Yes. Right. Rightfully so. And all Ooh. because I got online booking. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, it's really like in a post-2020 world, if you can't do everything online, why are you doing it? Why are you a business? Please leave me alone. <laughs> And you know I can't stand a bitch who got who don't have a comprehensive website. Mm-hmm. Because you all don't answer the phones. That's what gets me. You don't have enough operators to answer your phones, but your website doesn't give me all the information I need. But you know what? That's for 99 problems, but a podcast ain't one. And that's coming <laughs> to the airways near you eventually as well. Well, yes. 
Um, so we ended up here because of nachos, but shouts to us because that was all relevant in a world full of things. It was. Um, we got there. <laughs> we got yes. some tidbits. Welcome back. Um, <laughs> so my tidbit today is obviously digging a little deeper, going into the connection between this episode and Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. So do you know where Wheels is from? Who we meet mm. in Plot B? I believe he, I mean, I know he's in one of the junior high or high. I assume he's in Jurassic High. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to tell us? Do you want me to answer? Yes. No, I was just wondering if, or like what extent you knew of him. Didn't he drink and drive and hit a kid and the kid die? Correct. Um, but I think he so... also says it in this episode, but I think I've also looked into it. I mm-hmm. haven't watched the episode though. Yeah. I watched one episode I don't remember if it was episode where Spike was pregnant, but neither here nor there. So we meet Wheels. Um, He is from actually both Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. He's formerly Joey and Spike's best friend and bandmate. Um, But what I ended up learning from Digging Deeper is he had a pretty tumultuous life. Um, So in what I've read, he's credited for giving Spike advice when she was pregnant to keep the baby or to give the baby up for adoption because he was adopted and he said that his parents... (laughs) He said, <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry I'm over here looking at Chris. <laughs> My bad, y'all. Um, so, yes, he's credited for doing that because he said that his parents gave him up for adoption to give him a better life. So, if who we know as Emma now, if Spike wasn't going to want to keep the baby, they should give her up for adoption. Um, but then ultimately, she ends up keeping her, obviously. So, he plays a part in that. And then, pretty much, he ends up losing his adoptive parents to a drunk driving accident. So then everything goes downhill from here for him. Um, And then he ends up pretty much not being friends with Joey, not being friends with Spike anymore. Um, And then ended up hurting his friend Lucy, who we've met a couple times because she's Mm -hmm. one of Spike's best friend. But that is why she has a cane, I believe. So she was like partially blinded or like temporarily blinded. And then something else happened to her that I can't remember. But that's why she has a cane. How did he end up hurting her? So they were in the car leaving a party. Mm. I guess he was taking her to like a convenience store after a party of drinking. Um, after a party and while drinking. And then he ended up colliding with another car and killing a child, which is what he ends up telling us. Mm. Um, and apparently he actually did return in the season one, episode one uh, reunion of Degrassi, The Next Generation. But it only aired for Canadian viewers. Um, and they cut it out of the episode that Mm. aired for like american viewers so we don't see him but apparently we hear spike talk about how he got off scot-free but i don't think that's true because i think he went to jail um Mm. but lastly this ties together because after knowing all that and if you didn't know that like when we get into it you pretty much would just think this is one of spike's friends that's randomly here but i think in this episode his significance is to serve as a reminder to spike not to give up although you've been through some shit because he's really been through it um and then from a personal standpoint, I think Joe, Joey also wanted to patch things up for them because since Snake is sick, his future is uncertain. So I think they were trying to tie up some loose ends for like Degrassi High and Degrassi Junior High fans. Well, I'm here for it. If only yeah. they could have just tied up some loose ends and then left it alone. Yeah, this is the last time we see him though. So you learn about him yeah. and then you never see him again. But I'm for what? again. I think it was appealing to the people that may still be watching uh, that were into Degrassi High and Degrassi Junior High. They got to bring back Joey and Caitlin for the new series that, to my knowledge, is on hold um, just to put them back together again. 
Yeah, because what culture. is that about? Right. That's the one thing that they owe us. So we'll see. But yes, those are my tidbits for today. I just kind of wanted to tie it together because watching it as a first watch when I was younger, I definitely didn't know who Wheels was. So it was interesting to learn about who he is and like kind of get to know why he's significant in this moment. Because if you don't, then you're just thinking this is one of Spike's friends. Okay, I guess. I do want to answer a question. Well, not really. Uh, somebody asked on our Instagram account whether or if there were any updates regarding Degrassi. My answer there was no. Um, I think everything has is pretty old. I do follow the Degrassi Reddit. I haven't seen anything new or current on there. It's still a bunch of people arguing over old-ass characters over and over <laughs> again. But I will say that I went to, to Degrassi.tv and it still has Degrassi listed underneath Degrassi Next Class. So I guess it's still in the, I guess, works. To my the knowledge, reboot, right? I, think, I don't know if I explained this well enough, but basically to my knowledge, um, some things got sold, some people made some choices, mm. and there are some shows that are on the chopping block and some shows that may move forward. Personally, I think Degrassi has shown that it keeps coming back. It never goes away. So Degrassi was with us back in like what the eighties? It was when the eighties, right? Yeah, nineteen eighty six, and it went mm-hmm. all the way through nineteen to two thousand seventeen with Degrassi Next Class. So even if this isn't its time to shine on HBO, I have faith that somebody will pick it up and it'll come back, and hopefully somebody good. I do hope it is Degrassi. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, I don't want it to end up like Euphoria." Degrassi and Euphoria are two different, just two different areas. Cannot yeah. be compared. Just because it's on HBO doesn't mean that HBO will give us that same type of content. So I do trust HBO to do the right thing with it versus mm-hmm. like, I mean, if if it went on Freeform or something, I mean, I do be watching the Freeform shows, <laughs> but I don't want it to end up like Grownish. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't be the best to have it, but I am with you where I think someone will pick it up, but HBO would be so stupid not to, because that's one way to get talk about years of fans back. That's the easiest way to do right. it. But I, I would like to see it either HBO or Netflix or on one of the networks where they can be a little bit more flexible with what they do and what they show. Right. Again, not to the extent of being like Euphoria, but to the point where they have kids doing drugs and okay, so that sounded a lot like Euphoria. <laughs> But if you watch Degrassi, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, you'll find out. (laughs) That's a good point. That is a good thing to touch on, though, because when we think about it, that inspired this podcast. So we're here regardless because we still got mad episodes and seasons to go. But it will be nice to roll into a reboot of it uh, at the end of it all. So we'll see. Yeah, we are on season three out of 14 for Next Generation. Although I don't think Next Generation, they kind of divide it up a little bit differently. There's Next Generation, then there's Degrassi, then there's Degrassi Next Class. I just conclude truly 1 through 14 is Next Generation. Or 1 through, yeah, 1 through 14 is Next Generation, and then there's Next Class. But anyway, so we have 1 through 14, and then four seasons of Next Class, which Terry is not as familiar with. I think Mm -hmm. I may have watched it twice. I'm kind of a loser. I did not enjoy it. Did I hate watching it twice? Yes. Right. (laughs) Same. I absolutely did. I watched it once. And it was pretty wild. Yeah. It was a ride. It was a ride. You ready to get started on this ride? 
Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So for our opening scene, Ashley and Craig are having an intense makeout session, which he tries to turn into a sex session, I guess, only to have his advances thwarted. Ashley stops Craig and she looks at him in the eyes and she says, Craig, I love you. To which Craig's dumbass replies, I think you're dumb and you kind of smell. <laughs> I don't even know how he thought that was going to go. Because he's right. like, what? It's a joke. And it's just like, that, I mean, how old is he? 15? Makes sense, I guess. Right. Makes Because yeah. that is what people would do. They get awkward, they make a joke, and then they or and then they try to be like, just, it was a joke. Yeah, but motherfucker, nobody's laughing. Time and place. Hmm. Is what it is, yeah. Um, so Craig is really good for just not reading the room. <laughs> I do have a question. Speaking of reading a damn room, were you allowed to have friends in your room? Guy friends or friends in general? Mm, both. Um, definitely not guy friends. Aside, I, it's just so funny because I had this conversation with my friend, my friend, my mom last night. The only guy friend that was ever allowed in my room post high, like during high school, was my really good friend. I was about to say his name, but I won't say it. But my mom like loved him so much. So that was the only person. But growing up, like girls and stuff like is? that, probably the one who you always be posting. Yes. And who's also a got like we used to watch Degrassi together in high school, funny enough, because his mom watched it. But he was the only mm. one allowed in my room because my mom really liked him and trusted him. But as far as like girlfriends and stuff like that, yeah. Is it because she liked him and trusted him? Or were y'all best friends like Ellie and Marco? We were best friends like Ellie and Marco, honestly. Even before it was established, I think my mom <laughs> knew. So oh. yes. <laughs> Mamas be knowing, okay. They do know, honestly. I was going to say, um, I think I was allowed to have friends in my room, but I want to be like, oh, I wasn't allowed to have boys in my room, but I didn't have boys come into my home. <laughs> and it wasn't that they weren't allowed. It was that they weren't coming to my home. So I never asked. Except for that one that you snuck in that one time. Ooh, well, you know, I was home <laughs> and I wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> That's true. So you wouldn't have needed to ask because you weren't supposed to be there. <laughs> but again, it's like, even then I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing, but I wasn't doing what I wasn't supposed to be doing. (laughs) So there's that. You're right. All right, back to our show. So Craig finds Spinner and Marco outside school the next morning, and he asks Spinner for romantic advice. Spinner's like, can we not? Marco pokes fun at Spinner not getting any, and Spinner uses this as yet another chance to remind us, in case anyone forgot, Marco's gay. We move yeah. to our plot B. It's very brief. Snake isn't feeling well, and Spike's trying to be positive. He storms into school anyway. Back to our really meaty, fun plot A, where things are just getting my type of messy. <laughs> Marco asks Craig if he loves Ashley, to which Craig cannot answer directly. Like, I'm sorry. If you cannot tell your friends how you feel, then you don't love that girl. And I think Craig has continues to show like he likes Ashley and I think he is he says it later he's like I should feel lucky to be with her right she's great um and she has been really great with him mm-hmm. and then I think Caitlin says him but you know love isn't about luck you should See? want to be with the person you're with and Craig is like oh right because my things- no Go continue ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, <laughs> but that's what I was going to say, too, because at first I was just like, I don't think Ashley can be upset with him for, like, not expressing himself, because if he doesn't feel that way, then he shouldn't lie about it. But mm-hmm. then I also had it, like, I feel like you can expect it to be hard for him, 
because his idea of love comes from being in an abusive home. You know what I mean? So it's going to be skewed and it's not going to be easy for him to express himself. But yeah, I mean, I think ultimately if he can't tell it to his friends and if he's looking for his friends to kind of tell him what to do when you love somebody, then that's a red flag. Yeah. I think that he wants to love Ashley and I think he cares about her and I think that he likes her. Like she's cool. We know that... I personally think that they look great together. I think they have a lot of shared interests. They were just, at this point in time, they were a pretty good couple together. But I think he's starting to realize that just because we like some of the same things doesn't mean that I have. And just because I am a 15-year-old boy who wants to have sex doesn't necessarily mean that we have the same fiery connection that I'm trying to have at this age with another person, which is we're going to find out how that goes. Um. Immediately after, speaking of, Manny walks by and greets Craig. Marco makes a comment about Manny's outfits this year, for which Craig claims he's never noticed. He's definitely noticed. What do you think? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's Manny. It's the icon, the moment. You know what she's been wearing. (laughs) So Manny is wearing a matching low-rise shorts to a jacket with a very horrendous furry pink hat. I don't even, like... (laughs) I want to know, was Cassie still trolling? Was were the Degrassi, like, styling department trolling? What's going on with these hats? Because um, mm-hmm. they definitely weren't indicative of the time. I was never wearing a furry pink hat. I don't know. Jesus Those Christ. hats are very specific. It's a very specific type, too. They're called, like, what? I, I mean, I put them on our Instagram. I think it's, like, paper boy hats or something like that. Um, but in this outfit too, I'm looking at her shorts, like those are like pajama short length and you are walking around school with that. I already told you I I got kicked out for wearing a skirt that was like down to my knees. So I'm Mm -hmm. just wondering how she ain't get kicked out for wearing these booty shorts to school. Speaking of pajamas, I want to know why I have a coworker who wears her pajamas to school. Not at this big age. And right. And see, that's my thing, because I try to not like, you know, my outfit is my job performance is not my outfit is not blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. But like, girl, not at this big age for you to be wearing what looks like actual pajamas. And as you're thinking, do they look like pajamas or are they pajamas? She's wearing sweatpants that don't have like the elastic at the ankle. So they're loose fitting at the ankle sweatpants with honestly like a terry cloth (laughs) t-shirt. Mm-mm. I don't like I don't I don't even know and so it's crazy because we were talking today about wearing costumes for Halloween and um I said I was like well I like wearing a costume for Halloween because it gives me an excuse to kind of like dress down but get away with it but then I realized I was telling her <laughs> and the bitch is wearing pajamas she said it's dressed right. now every day bitch <laughs> I, I just thought about that as you were talking about Manny's pajama pants back to our show <laughs> Marco suggests that Craig sends flowers to Ashley. And then I ask in my notes, have we met Chris before this point? Bitch, we've met him many times. Many, many times. I need you to let it go. We've seen him. He's at at the table sending flowers to his girlfriend, Melanda. Anyway, Craig sends a dozen flowers to Ashley. Paige gets her flowers and she's really excited to get them. Ashley gets hers and she's happy. But then when she sees the note that says, Ash, you rock. XO, Craig. (laughs) She grows disappointed and she shows it on her face. He did not profess her love, his love for her. 
Manny finds Sully and initiates, initiates a kiss, which he ignores. She sent him a rose, but he didn't send her one. So he gives her mm-hmm. the rose and she sent him back to her. You see, Trifling. Manny, you played yourself. He, cause he, yeah. No, literally, because we did all this, right? You got the look for this man and he is you trash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the thing is that she changed so much to get his attention. And I think that's a pretty good indicator that you shouldn't have to change who you are to get who you want. If she wanted to change her look for her own personal preference, I have no problem with it, but changing it for a guy. And then what? Like he wasn't looking at you before because Mm -hmm. he wasn't really caring. He didn't really care about you. Now with that being said, you know, I'm not going to say that she should have gone for JT, but (laughs) she should have changed her look for better reasons. Yeah, and I mean, it's also very clear that he only wanted her in the moment where everyone was all over her because that's what everyone else wanted. And that's a very Mm -hmm. manly thought process. You know what I mean? Like, I have to have who everybody wants. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. So, Manny tells Sully that Craig sends Ashley 12 roses, and Sully's like, well, Craig's a sucker. And then he says he can't go to Paige's surprise party the next day, so she has to go by herself. It seems like their relationship isn't going so well. Craig visits Ashley after school and Ashley tells Craig that she doesn't feel the same way, that he doesn't feel the same way as her. And so they should take a break until he's able to tell her how he feels. Craig goes to band practice and he's clearly in a terrible mood. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. Dude, it wasn't that bad. Bad? You guys suck. Question. And this may be too personal, so you can say, bitch, I'm not about to do this. Have you ever taken a break from someone and actually gotten back together? No, not that I recall. I've also, friends, we know I've been with my partner for 11 years. So I've had like too three long, relationships Absolutely. total. I'm going to let y'all know. Um, But the only time I can think about going on a break with someone, it was such a moment of let's go on a break because I don't want to be mean and break up with you right now. Same. Okay. But I'm going to let you know, I actually was like, yeah, let's break up. And he was like, yeah, no, we shouldn't. And I was like, yeah, no, like we should. And God, if I remember, first he wouldn't let me break up with him. And then I came back and I was like, let's just go on a break and we'll get back together in December. And his friend, the one who was in my bedroom that one day that he was not supposed to be in my bedroom, uh, actually called me the like entirely out. He was like, I know you definitely broke up with him because you wanted to be with somebody else and that you have no intentions of getting back with him in December. And he was like, but it's okay because he deserves it because he's been treating you like shit. So go ahead, girl. There you go. That's all you need to know. It's such a, and it's so like childish, obviously, because we were children when we were doing this, but it's such a childish thought process to go on a break. It's like, just break up because y'all are not supposed to be together. That is it. But I will say again, I did try to break up with him and he said no. Right. So I said, okay, well, let's, let's do something you want. And I don't know if he came (laughs) back in December. He came back a bunch of times, but I mean, men always come back. You like you can't get rid of them, and that's not me gassing myself up. That's literally what they do. Like they just don't like being told no, so they're always going to come back. Yeah, it's. I think it's funny that you had a like date and time, pretty much. And like, <laughs> what was the thought process when we were young that made us do stuff like that? You know what I mean? There was like, none. <laughs> we were stupid. Come back December first. I'll be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ready to break up with your ass for real then. For good. <laughs> All right. Um, so Marco encourages Craig to get his shit together and find a way to tell Ashley how he feels. 
I guess in this point, I decide to insert Craig's song to Ashley. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's a terrible transition, but here we go. Something about the way you shine When the lights go out I want to make you mine Something about the way it seems You're always here in my dreams When there's no one So Craig found a way to tell Ashley how he feels without actually saying the words, I love you. So slick. Manny oversees this scene to going down from like outside the gym. I think she ends up coming in and she's like, oh my God, it's so amazing. Ashley is also really impressed. So she's like, guess what, Craig? I think I'm ready tonight. You should stay the night. And they're finally going to have sex. Meanwhile, Spike is trying to boost Snake's spirits with nachos. He snaps at her. Joey arrives to invite Snake to play some basketball. Did he? It was bowling, girl. It was absolutely bowling, but why? I knew for a fact it was bowling, but why did I write basketball? That's so funny. Snake snaps about how bowling is gross. See, next (laughs) next sentence. I knew. Spike has had enough, though, and she tells his ass, Put the shirt on, Archie. You are not dead yet. Put the damn shirt on and go. So they're out enjoying a bowling night, and when a blast from the past arrives to the bowling party, wheels. Which I write in here, so I didn't know at the point in time, but we had our Terry's tidbits, so we know that there is some history, and which we heard about earlier. I'm not going to repeat it because I cannot remember all that well, so (laughs) if you want to, I think it was around the eight mark. Eight minute mark, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, Wheels and Snake end up having a heart to heart about his cancer diagnosis and how he wants to die. Snake says that Wheels never could understand how he feels right now, and Wheels corrects him on. He's like, Yeah, no, you don't think I ever felt like that? You think I didn't want to like not exist? And so they're like, Wow. Two different experiences, but the same feeling. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And they share a heart-to-heart about maintaining hope and faith in spite of a lot of their fear, which I think was nice and necessary. Meanwhile, Craig's dumbass tells Spinner of all people that he and Ashley are having sex that night. Now, we have seen Spinner on the subject of sex for the last three seasons. I'm so sick of that little boy. It's literally like he's so heavily invested in Ashley's sex life. Like, we've literally seen this since season one yes it's wild and it's also like why doesn't craig know like you would think after the whole marco situation like craig would hear something and would know not to tell spinner shit that's of importance to you because he's gonna tell everyone or do something stupid yeah i don't it's every single time every single time But here we are (sighs) i guess craig wasn't there so he didn't know better so Spinner makes it super obvious that he knows. And when Ashley realizes this, she gets pissed with Craig and breaks up with him again. She accuses him of conning her into having sex with him because he doesn't really love her. And honestly, after seeing Craig the way he acts this episode, 
I don't think he did, but like I could see why anyone would think that he basically conned his way into having sex with people because that's what his actions kind of look like. Craig yeah. is super upset. He leaves. Manny follows him. Really smart move on Manny's behalf. <laughs> she does mention this as her strategy in a couple later episodes. Look, my girl knows what she wants, okay? Well, and I, I did want to add all things considered. She was it was really smart until it wasn't. Yeah. This I mean, for sure, if you know, you know. If you don't, you gonna find out. But I had the same thought where it was just like, one, Manny, we all know Manny was already into Craig before. Like they had that little thing before her glow up. Post glow up, her falling for Craig over a song he wrote about Ashley is very funny to me. But then she really found a way to insert herself, mm-hmm. which people will do when you break up with someone or someone that's been a friend um so yeah i mean i wouldn't me in high school i wouldn't like a manny for this reason because you definitely snuck in because you were plotting and i don't like people like that and i've had people do that to me um but it's manny but so I, I like manny <laughs> i do like that manny wasn't friends with ashley so when, i mean that's in true. the later seasons we see jenna and casey and claire and jenna was like hey claire i'm your best friend and then she was like but also i'm gonna take your man that's so, true that bitch was a snake and i really didn't like that but i mean i'm grasping for straws here when i say at least manny and ashley were not friends and right. at this point craig and ashley have broken up i'm just true. saying manny kept her distance she was just waiting she was waiting she didn't do she did absolutely nothing to facilitate the breakup she True. just sat and she waited. She was like, eventually you're going to get mad. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. That is not Manny's fault that she she saw his loss as her win. It's not. I'm she just... swooped in at the perfect right. time. <laughs> so she swoops in. She gasses Craig up about how sweet his song was and how she'd have been happy for months. Craig takes Manny back to his garage and she asks him to play the song for her. He pulls out his guitar and he gets started, but she's laying it all thick because she's like, Craig, you're the best. And if Aww. Ash doesn't see that, then she doesn't deserve you. Manny then moves the guitar, for which I don't actually think he ever played any bit of the song for her. <laughs> and she makes her move, which somehow Craig has the absolute gall to initiate sex with her, which I like that's that's the part where I'm like, so you were just plotting. Absolutely. Because how did you go from Ashley's pants to Manny's? Right. And like see that's no amount point. of disrespect in what you just did. Cause that's um, the thing. Like, it's like I can't believe that he tried, but of course Manny's gonna be like, Yeah, I'm going because I just took you back to the garage and I want you to think like I mean, if you recall the way their first relationship went, he thought she was too childish. So it's like, mm-hmm. Why don't you think I'm a kid by saying no? Yeah. There were reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and for this, I'm just like, just like you're saying, like, you can't tell Ashley you love her because maybe you don't feel that way and that's fine. Um, but instead, you have sex with Manny, who you don't have to love to do it with. So obviously, you are after the part of having sex. <laughs> like, that's what you wanted. Yeah. And she was right. Like, Ashley was right. And you should have just been like, you know what? You're right. And this would be fine. Could have just been honest. But here we are. Um, Meanwhile... Snake is back in better spirits as evidenced by them singing that damn song again. Everybody wants something, they'll never give up. Everybody wants something, they'll take your money and never give up. Everybody wants something, they'll never give up. Everybody wants something, the 
That's all I have to share on that. And for our clothes, Manny is telling Emma that it was the best night of her life when she sees Craig. She tells Craig that she left him a bunch of messages and she missed him so much, <laughs> only to be interrupted by Ashley, who wants to talk to him. I just like, I mean, it's the this scene makes me weep. Y'all know it makes me weep, and I'm gonna post this shit again on our Instagram in case y'all <laughs> forgot. Because I mean, only love could hurt like this. Anyway, <laughs> Ashley shows up. She wants to talk to Craig. She takes Craig back because she realizes that she overreacted. I don't think she did. Craig was a dog. And the minute yeah. she broke up with him, he was like, you know what? I'm going to go leave you and go hop into bed. Like, he was a dog. Manny has to watch Craig tell Ashley that he loves her. Mm-mm. <laughs> After all that. Mm-mm. And that, my friends, is Craig entering his villain era. Oh, you know wrong about that. We in that chair for a long... I don't know if he ever comes out of it. Because does he ever really redeem himself? He just hurts women again and again and again and again and again. And so my moral is to use protection and don't trust Craig. <laughs> that is great. That is all you can ask for. I don't even think I pulled a moral from this aside from... It was nothing. Yeah, like there was a lot going on. It was a good episode, but I don't know what the more was because everybody was acting a freaking fool. Um, yeah, I just think that when people are hurt, they do spiteful shit. But then again, I don't even think Craig was being spiteful. He was really just doing what he wanted to do. And Manny was just waiting for her moment. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think once we get to later. So like in this scene, I know that a lot of people like kind of debate about was Manny trash? Was she? Mm-hmm. Um, I think at this in this moment, Manny knew what she wanted, but she was kind of more so waiting patiently. Like she actively went for Sully. Well, yeah, I guess you could say she went for Sully. Oh, well, no, I feel like she kind of waited for Sully to come for her. She changed her look to get Sully's attention and mm-hmm. accepted his advances, but she didn't really go for it the same way she went for Craig in season two. And it's the same way in this kind of scene. Like, in, at this moment, if she had just had sex with Craig and that been that, then you know what? I would I would leave Manny alone. But there are some scenes later on where it's like, Manny, you are actively, <laughs> actively being shady. And while Craig is the one with the commitment, mm-hmm. you also not shit too. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, because though she's changed her look and she's grown up in age, she still has very childlike characteristics, right? Like, even when she talks to Craig, her voice changes. You know what I, I mean? Called you like a mil- I left you, like, a million messages. Right, and it's very, like, middle school relationship, like, puppy dog type stuff, and Craig is just out here really trying to have sex with people. <laughs> so they're kind <sighs> of on two different pages, and, yeah, she's changed her look, and she's popping and all this stuff, but at the end of the day, she still has these, like, childlike or childish, like, attributes to her, which is interesting to me, but I think for Craig, it's literally because she looks different. Agreed. Um... Do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no. Oh, the only thing I forgot to mention is um, men get over things really quickly because I realized Jimmy and Craig are in a band and they both have data Ashley and no one mentions yep. it and everyone lives their life <laughs> as normal. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, not yeah, surprising. No, right. But you know what? Jimmy don't get over shit. That man holds grudges. So I'll say, you know, he not he's done with Ashley because he holds true. other grudges. He be holding his grudges against Spinner. And even before he had a right to hold a grudge against Spinner, he held grudges against Spinner. We've you discussed know, well, this man. I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy the character was a Scorpio because I know Drake is, and that makes a lot of sense. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you right. But that's it. All right, next on Degrassi. Trigger warning, self-harm. Ellie is under a lot of pressure. Her dad is fighting overseas. Her mother has started drinking again, and she's given a chance to work for Caitlin. Caitlin Ryan, that is. The stress causes Ellie to start cutting herself, but through her pain, she gets help from an unlikely source. Meanwhile, Terry receives roses from a secret admirer and worries that it may be Toby, whose behavior makes her very uneasy. that wraps this week's episode of below the dot podcast if you enjoyed your listen please tell a friend to tell a friend to hold you over between episodes you can follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok under some derivative of the username below the dot feel free to reach out with any questions comments or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whatever it takes 385 at gmail.com Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back on your airways this time next week, whatever it takes.